This is the Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. This is Dr. Sean Benzinger. I'm here with you today. Um, we're not able to have Amy Baker with us, but we'll have her back uh, later. I told her that I was going to pull some type of stunt on the program because whenever she misses, I usually come up with something. But you'll be glad to know I, I haven't. So um, today we're here um, interviewing Swathi Rao, who is the owner as well as the CEO of Be Well. Is it Be Well Health? It's Be Well Family Care. Family Care. Wonderful. So first of all, welcome to the program. I've known you from afar for many years. Yes. It's so glad to be here. I'm really uh, very excited. Well, Swathi is in the same building that we're in, but on the far end. But you have developed something very unique, which is a, a wellness center that has integrated care alternative as the primary base. Am I saying that right? Exactly. So we're, we're family practice. So mm -hmm. we see kids all the way from birth. Uh, I think our oldest patient in our office right now is 96. And so, and we really try to practice um, smart medicine. So trying to utilize everything that research brings to us, whether it be traditional, alternative, functional, um, and try to incorporate that so that we can really um, get our patients as well as they can be. So let's talk a little bit about um, what led you that way. Because you came out of school, uh, PA school, uh, conventional training, right? There wasn't, you weren't getting alternative classes. Absolutely. So my journey is kind of a, a, a neat one. First and foremost, I really went into family practice because I wanted to help patients feel better. I wanted to, I, when I graduated, I thought, boy, I'm, I'm really going to save lives. I'm really going to make a difference. Uh, and I felt like three, four years into practice, I was kind of saying to everybody, yes, yeah, it's because of how old you are. It's just because you've got lots of stress. It's just because you've got three kids and, and fatigue is just a normal part of life. And, you know, hair loss is just a part of normal life. Weight gain is just a part of normal life. I'm and I getting thought, depressed as you're telling I me, right? Know, I'm, right? I'm feeling depressed. Me too. And I really, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'd go home and I thought, this is not what I thought this was all chalked up to be. So that's kind of what started that journey into looking a little bit further, looking into Ayurvedic science, looking into mm. what what more can I have other than my prescription pad uh, and, and, you know, a nice uh, set of words to give to a patient. Um, and then interestingly enough, I actually started doing physicals on firefighters and policemen mm. and my prescription pad was taken away from me. So we did this phenomenal set of uh, testing and physicals on these guys. And all of a sudden, I had no way to give them a statin or to give them an, an antidepressant and started to ne need it to dabble in another way to treat these guys. Taken um, away. Taken away. I, I, it was government granted. So um, you couldn't. Oh, so I was oh. not their primary care provider. So you couldn't. Ah, Yet oh. I was getting testing Very on them, blood pressure testing, sure. uh, inflammatory markers, really fantastic testing. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, guys, you got to go see your family doc. And, you know, of course, these guys were like, yeah, we'll just come back and see you. That's right. <laughs> right? You're nice. You actually listen. <laughs> so it was really interesting. Started dabbling in some supplements. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is really working. Um, and, and it was really interesting because we we literally went into the firehouses and we would stay with them and do all of their physicals. So sometimes we do 40, 42 physicals in a day. So when we were wow. there, most of the time they would cook for us because we were there all day. Wow. Wow. And you just started piecing together 
exactly what was happening from a standpoint of stress, lack of sleep, what was happening, how were they eating, what could you really do to make a change in their lives Mm -hmm. without that pad? And I thought, well, I'm not really missing that prescription pad anymore. Mm. And so that's when I really thought we've got to incorporate this into family practice. You know, I I know an individual that owns one of the major organizations that does that for those people. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they would tell you how helpless um, they feel. And there is not as many practitioners such as you that would have thought, what could I do? Mm-hmm. I just did the exam, found out what's going on. I filled out my paperwork. I've done my job. And that might be 80%. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think we've, I think we've dumbed down medicine sometimes. I shouldn't say dumbed down. I think that we have taken the bar for medicine down to help patients not get sick, and I think that medicine should really be about help patients become well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the fight and the process. You were there, then you jumped a, a place or two learning. Yeah, and then you ended up. Running your show. Yeah, absolutely. And it was so seamless. Once you knew what the end goal was, I felt like things just all fell into place. It's it's unbelievable. And I think as patients, too, when you have a goal to make yourself well, when you know that living with fatigue or living with um, uh, with pain is not okay, I think that all of a sudden you start to find people that can help you pave your way out of that. Adults, top three things you see. I think fatigue. You mentioned fatigue, malaise. That's really common, right? Yeah. What What's the others that are most common? Most common, I would say, um, stomach issues, mm-hmm. constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, abdominal distress, all of that that goes into it, mm-hmm. and honestly, autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think a lot of people have autoimmune disease. They just don't even know that they have it because no one has really checked for it. Uh, They have the symptoms of it. 100%. Mm -hmm. So now we have individuals listening today that are thinking, well, a family place that actually thinks like that. Mm -hmm. Pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how am I going to be handled differently? Because people lay their blood work in front of me and they say, it's all normal. But I feel horrible. And all the doc says, you know, get more exercise, do whatever. Haven't been on lose weight. I've done all the diets. All the blood work shows fine. I don't know what else to do. You know, and you've heard it forever and ever. And I know inside you just kind of smile and go, oh, my gosh. Um, but that's the majority of the public, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I would say well over half of our patients will come in. Uh, some of them have seen four or five, six different doctors, as sure. you know, Sean. They're jumping everywhere. They're jumping everywhere. Mm-hmm. They just want to be listened to. They just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to me because we get a sense when our patients leave the door, sometimes even tears. And I haven't even done anything yet. I haven't even done blood work or looked at their blood work. All we've done is sat down and we listened. And I think but what we've done, it. yeah, you listened. we listened and I think we set a goal. So the first thing I ask patients when they come in to see me, and sometimes it really throws them back is I'll say, if I had a magic wand and I could wave it and I could change three things about your health, what would it be? And they look at me like, why do you want to know that? <laughs> because that's our goal setting. Like, If we don't know where we're going, how are we ever going to get there? And so, um, and, and I think just that status and they'll say, is that possible? 
Mm-hmm. Is it sometimes for patients? We just saw a new patient the other day that was. We're going to talk a little bit um, intimately, but you know, this is a poor woman that was having a bowel movement maybe once a week, um, and and you know, and she just said, "What's normal?" And I said, "About one to two times a day." I think that's called torture. It's called torture, right? And yeah. she'd been to all these places, and she said, "I just can't get my abdominal pain to go away. This distension that I feel. I don't think this is my body." And I said, "Well, of course it's not your body." <laughs> Really, and I said, I said th- this is not something that we're going to wait two months to get to. Mm-hmm. This is something that we're going to take care of tonight. Yeah, and so Wonderful. yes, so you know, you you get that. And then I think what we do is we do have a different approach to blood work. So oftentimes patients will bring in the blood work that that's already standard, been done. Standard lines, exactly. Right. But mm-hmm. when you really think more biochemically. You're not thinking about what disease state do you have? What ICD-10 code do you have? You're thinking about what are the things that are not optimally functioning? Are there nutrients that we can give you that can that can make a pathway function more um, effectively? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference is we're not looking for a black or white. We're looking, we live in that gray area of how do we really optimize health? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes people will bring in their blood work to me and before we even do anything, we make changes based off of that. Absolutely. And you do, uh, you have your your own blood lab right there. Yeah, um, so yeah. it's, uh, and I'm sorry, but I have to break into the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So, and I want everyone to just listen very closely because the one of the most interesting things about walking into Be Well is this because I've I've been there, um, is simply that you walk in and if you turn left, the kitchen's about a third the size of the whole place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Why would anybody, sorry to say, there's no ICD code to that. Yeah. Nobody's getting paid. Yeah. Why would anybody use so much space on a kitchen? And by the way, it's profound. Most people love the kitchen, Thank right? Thank you, Sean. Yeah. We're so excited. That was my dream. Mm-hmm. So for all the years that I've been doing functional medicine, and it's been a lot of years now, mm-hmm. I've always had a motto. I, my, I tell every patient that walks in the door, you have to eat well, sleep well, move well, and poop well. Mm-hmm if you want to be well. And as a matter of fact, that's, you know, we were we were trying to come up with I don't think gorgeous... that'd go well on the sign, but right. okay, I'll stay with be well. well. I had a couple of my patients that said, you've got to call the practice poop well. And I said, yeah, we're not doing that. I, I know that you wouldn't have to worry about referral basis, would you? Oh, you got to go over there. Just meet these people. You can't believe they're so nice with that kind of a monit- moniker. But, you know, whether we're talking about fatigue, hormonal balance, inflammation, autoimmune disease, sure. the bottom line is it's got to be food first. And and this is the thing that I tell every patient that comes in. You know, they'll say, hey, you help my neighbor and she feels fantastic. I want whatever you're doing for her. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know what? Here's the thing. Yes, we use supplements. Mm-hmm. Yes, we look at your blood work and we treat you differently. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we ask a whole lot of you. We will ask for you to make changes. I cannot make you well if you're going through the McDonald's drive-thru for breakfast every morning and Mm -hmm. having a Starbucks at 2. It just isn't going to work that way. So this is a two-way street. So I really thought of all these years we've been telling people, hey, eat better, eat cleaner, you know, don't eat sugar, don't eat gluten. And I thought, that, then we just leave them. And so this was Good my point. dream. Yes, is, yes. Let's bring them back in and let's let's teach you how to cook better. Mm-hmm. Let's utilize some of our local resources, our local chefs that are trying to be more like-minded, mm-hmm. our local health coaches. And so we do group visits right in that kitchen. And mm-hmm. we cook with our patients. We do demos for our patients. We help our patients take dinner home. Um, so we, we did a, we're doing a kids series right now, which is so cute. These 
kids are literally cooking for the family and taking that home. They're making their own snacks. So, you know, we really like to roll up our sleeves and just dive in there and do this. And it's so fun and it's so rewarding when someone goes in and says, hey, that was delicious and I could do that. Mm -hmm. And kids love it. If they think they can produce something that actually tastes good, all of a sudden the things they weren't eating before is a good thing, right? Absolutely. Our first our first kitchen class we ever did, we did with kids. And oh we aimed a little high. We told them, we told the families that we were going to have these kids make dinner for four. And they were going to bring it home. And we did, we did paleo chicken nuggets. These kids were cracking eggs and mm. battering chicken nuggets with almond flour and paprika. And we did a, we got them um, all paper bags and they got, they cut their own broccoli and cauliflower and put it all into a bag and seasoned it and shook it up. And you know what? Those kids, 10 kids took home dinner for four. Wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? No kidding. The parents gone, this is, this isn't a medical office. It can't be a medical yeah. office. What are you doing? So parents and grandparents are coming to pick their kids up and you're hearing this like, can I have more broccoli, Swathi? Can I have more cauliflower? And they're like, who, sure. what, who is this and what have you done with my kids? That's exactly right. And we want everyone to know there are no um, poop session, uh, group, group session poops. Um, there's none of that going on, but a lot. But it is beautiful. It's amazing. And what an amazing commitment to the people. Well, that's what I was hoping for. It's really not meant to be a money maker, like you said, for our office. But it's healthcare's just, lost its way. Yeah, we've it's, lost it's, our it's way, and we have to than find it. Is it is people. Exactly. So be well is a and, representation that of something that hardly really doesn't exist in Indianapolis. By the way, a a family. Okay, yes. a family practice. Now, you guys do take some insurance, right? We do. You so do before some. we get to that, okay. I wanted to make sure that, that folks know that you do not have to be a patient to come and do a kitchen class. And so well, we, we really want to make that kitchen open to everyone. And so um, mm -hmm. prices are a little bit better when you when you come in as sure, a patient, sure, but they're absolutely. really very reasonable. Okay. So please check us out um, okay. and do the kitchen classes, bewellfamilycare.com. Okay. There are classes for adults, kids. There are demos if you don't want to cook that first time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's just a great way to come in and meet us. Um, but yes, but now going to the model of how we um, uh, how we charge. Yeah, some still do have insurance. I hardly take any. I have a little bit of blues coverage, other than that, I don't really do anything anymore because. <laughs> well, and because Sean, you know that insurance does not reimburse very well. Nope, and it doesn't reimburse majority of what I do, uh, yeah. and in your case, probably some of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we don't get a whole lot, and so no. so what we have what we call a hybrid model. Okay. So we actually do take insurance for um, every patient unless mm. they they want to be cash pay, okay. uh, and we have some of our practitioners take insurance, um, and then we your physicals and your acute visits are just the same as you would go to any other family practice, mm -hmm. um, and then we charge an additional fee for when we need. Um, uh, more functional knowledge. Right. Uh, my practice is more of a, um, a concierge model where we take insurance, we bill insurance, but we never collect a copay. We never collect mm. um, anything else. That my concierge patients get discounted rates on lots of different things, and they pay a monthly fee to come in to see us. So we have um, we have five practitioners now. And we've only been open for two years, wow. so which is fantastic. And you're going to run out of room. We are actually. That's going to be our biggest. Uh, <laughs> that is that is going to be our biggest challenge. Um, I am but sure. Each of those practitioners has a, a little bit of a different um, model that they use, mm -hmm. and so the, the thought process is is that we want to try to create a place where almost everyone can right. be able to come find in somebody and find someone, yeah, Absolutely. to help their healthcare. Okay. Well, uh, if I'm listening to this, I would also ask, well, do you ever use medication? 
medication? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you ever send out for surgery? Absolutely. So one of the things that I tell patients all the time is you don't do aromatherapy in the middle of a car accident. It doesn't work there, right? There's a smells time. great. It smells, smells great. Doterra would love that advertisement. <laughs> so yeah, no, absolutely. So say we'll take a typical patient that comes in to see me, right? So mm-hmm. someone comes in to see me and they have a blood pressure of 180 over 110. They're they're getting a medication. Of course they are. We we can't allow them to have a stroke while we're working on food and diet and mm-hmm. fish oils and magnesium. It it just doesn't work. That well, that's way. been some of the fear of I'm going to an alternative person. I'm not going to get medication when I need it. That's just not the way it is. In fact, yeah. that would not make you a physician anymore. Absolutely. You've kind of lost your mind. And, and in the past, it's been a little like that sometimes. Well, and that's that's exactly the truth. And we've seen some people that have come in that it's really a sad thing because I feel like traditional medicine is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We, traditional medicine saves lives. Mm-hmm. Traditional medicine helps to bring down a, a crisis scenario very quickly. And that's what they're trained to do. And they do it spectacularly. Exactly. We're just not so great at prevention. <laughs> And so, and I don't, I just or take really him out feel, of the disease process. Exactly. And, and that's exactly right. So then we say, okay, now let's get down to business. Why do we get here? What do we need to change this process? And mm-hmm. how do we, what's our plan of attack? Mm-hmm. Are there people that end up staying on a blood pressure medicine long-term? Of course there are. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, in, in, the last decade, I haven't had someone had a heart attack under my watch. I haven't had someone had mm-hmm. stroke under my watch. Um, I feel like we at most have a patient on one or two meds. Um, unfortunately, I feel like antidepressive meds I use more than I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, and because stress is a part of our lives, and it's uh, very difficult. Well, because the kitchen alone isn't going to take care of that. Do you believe that the outside services are just not as good as necessary to be able to help these people. I don't. I, I think that we are I, I, really I, oh, doing a disservice. We're really deficient. Yeah, we're, yeah. I, I'm telling you, it's a nightmare. Well, and you know, right in between our two offices, Sean, we have a beautiful entryway. Yep. We'll do yoga out mm-hmm. there. We'll bring in local yoga instructors. Mm-hmm. We've done meditation classes. We've done tapping last exercises. Night. You did last night. I saw the notice. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that was. It's actually next week. Oh, but next week? Okay. We'll have to talk Oops. to the. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, Come join us. Out wrong. <laughs> no, I think we I was ended the only up. one there. <laughs> Me and the plant bending over and leaning and Actually, stretching. Actually, next week we're, we're running a weight loss series, <laughs> okay. um, and, and so part of it is in the kitchen. Okay. And uh, next week we're actually doing weight and the soul, weight and the mind. Wow, so wow, we're wow. really Pretty incorporating good. how do you detox? How do you allow yourself to lose that weight? Mm-hmm. How can you really visualize that? So it's kind of a fun session. You know what? I I, I want to come back to something earlier when you're talking about um, not pooping. I know it's going to constantly be the topic matter, but <laughs> GI, GI. Yes. Um, I think a lot of people are mistaken about the GI in its association to brain chemistry mm-hmm. and wellness. And if you don't mind talking a little bit about your view of that, and like you said, sometimes you still have to use antidepressants. Mm-hmm. However, do some get better when their GI gets better and their general health gets better? Absolutely. And, you know, we really call the gut the second brain. And mm-hmm. honestly, in our office, it's sometimes right we call it the first brain, <laughs> um, you know, because really for most men. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable to me that <laughs> there are more serotonin receptors in your gut than there are even in your neurology. Yep. Right. And so and how um, could that be? What's that mean? It's, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. how 
I, I just think that tr- traditionally, I think when I went through school, you know, we learned about each individual system Which was just separately. a few years ago. Just Absolutely. Just last years year. Ago, yes. <laughs> so, you know, we, we learn about gastroenterology and cardiology and neurology, and they're, they're separate entities, and yes. we forget that they all belong to the same patient. Absolutely. And I think the gut in particular is interrelated to every single disease process uh, and system that we have in our body. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why poop well is so important, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. if you are not, if you don't have good gut health, yeah. if you have candidiasis that's growing, you have mm-hmm. yeast um, uh, there, you have you have depression, you have anxiety, you mm-hmm. may not have a, your pulse on it, but you do. So yeah, we really find that when you're hormonally balanced mm-hmm. and your gut is healthy, mm-hmm. very few times do we have to reach for that. Yeah. And and just for the listeners, I, I, I think one of the biggest things, first of all, it's this is a unique organization just because it's family medicine. Right. Um, and that, again, is a major problem. Mm-hmm. Um, some do a, a trickle in it, but really don't do what you do, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. Um, tell me something. How big are you going to get? You know, as big as, as, big as the world needs me to be. practitioners in sem- a mini hospital mm-hmm. called Swathi. Swathi uh, Hospital. I could see it. Yeah. I, honestly, to me, I feel like... If there's a demand there, yeah, the I'm demand is to, there. It's and just I'm how do we do it? it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I love it. Um, uh, because it really now is this a, is this a, a, the type of practice that I'm going to go home and make a million dollars? It's not. It just no. that is not what my heart is all about. And mm-hmm. so, and that's why you don't see a lot of family practice and integrated. That's right. Is it's, it's they, not. They, it's very tough. Yeah. it really and, is. And you work. You work hard hours. Oh my gosh, you work hard hours, and you're there at night cooking with a bunch of kids throwing chicken right. around. You know, I mean, that's very very tough, isn't it? But you know that saying: if you love what you do, you'll never <laughs> yeah, work a right. day in your life. So yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. and I know that when you lay your head down at night, you never wonder. I never wonder. I, never I feel wonder like I'm giving a hundred percent. And sometimes, you know, a little bit more. I have my days, of course, but but I feel like I'm doing what's best for patients. Do we grow every day? Oh my! Mm-hmm. I'm. I'll be surprised that you're able to stay in this building unless they give you more space over time because it will continue to grow. Oh, I mean grow intellectually. You know, do we oh, learn? Do oh. we, you know, well, just I stopped doing that. Even less, oh, doing, see, no, so you kidding. do a podcast and you do, right? So, no, doing yeah, this yeah. type of thing as practitioners and as patients, I feel like you learn something every day and you change yeah. how you do things and, and just hopefully always aiming for better health, more optimal health. Mm-hmm. And there's more and more opportunities to grow. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I know when we used to interview um, overseas, uh, the G- German docs and mm-hmm. the French docs always made fun of us because they always said, yeah, you can save lives, but you can't fix them. Right. And mm-hmm. and be well is kind of the fix them, yeah. isn't it? I think functional medicine is, yes. is that fix them. It's that mm-hmm. looking for, you know, we, we have a tree in every room, uh, a picture of a tree. Mm-hmm. And so the model really is if you feel like you've got every branch in your tree broken, maybe we ought to start looking at the roots. And figure out what's going on. <laughs> I have a feeling you have a lot of sayings like that. Maybe yeah. we should put those. Up. I know. <laughs> those they, my really nurses cute. call them the Swathiisms, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here she goes again. Watch this one. <laughs> right. And they just come out of nowhere. It's like, hey, that works. I'll think I'll I'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the next two or three years, where are Swathi and Swathiisms going? Uh, hopefully just, it, it really, for me right now, I felt like our first year, uh, it was all about survival. Mm-hmm. We were opening a practice. This mm-hmm. was a whole new thing. Um, second year, I felt like we were really all about growth. You know, we really, uh, we grew in practitioners. Mm-hmm. We grew up to five providers. This year, I want it to be all about efficiency. I want to do the processes that we do. I want to do 
superb. Well. And so we're really kind of looking internally. Yes. Um, and then in five years, I really want to see if we can take it to the next step. I don't know where that next step is just yet, um, but it, but I think it'll I think it'll come into my chef path. school. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I will tell you this. That's an artist you're working with. It is. You know what that's like. And I really thought about this because I thought, what do I need to do? I want to make things easy. Our our kitchen is not about how do you make a gourmet. It might be for one class. Mm. Our our kitchen is about being a working mom that's got two kids. Mm. I've got this Mm. much time on my hands. How do I make something healthy, quick, um, but, but really still delicious? Right. That's what our kitchen's all about. Instapot. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> Actually, we do family dinners with our staff on Tuesdays it works. now. Instapots? Instapot. Instapot. It's amazing. And it's the best it's thing ma- ever, and it's right? It's great. And, and for the listeners, I mean, it really yeah. is. It's, it's it's wet cooking. It's good for you. It's oh my the only issue is whatever that silly little um, uh, instructions booklet that says only four minutes for your vegetables. Only four minutes. Right. If you do five and a half, they will <laughs> they be are just yes. mush. It's amazing. I, isn't I ended up it? making soup out of it because I thought, oh, it can't be four minutes. Nothing cooks that. And I had this big vat. Anyhow, we could go on for that. Yes. Just a little embarrassing of that. I'm. It's not. It's not my skill set, but I at least try. So my three um, uh, must-haves, I think, in the kitchen are Vitamix, Instapot, and a hand blender. Hand blender. Oh, you don't on. have one. Well, I have blender. <laughs> I got two Soups. of them. I don't have a hand blender. Oh, they're fantastic. Really? Yeah, you just, you know. Well, I could use it. I don't have to. I put it in the Instapot. I have made it so much mush, there's nothing to grind <laughs> up, and that's my soup right there. <laughs> that pretty it. much ends it right there. There's like, hmm, that's easy. Okay. Um, I'm not going to steal a lot of your time, but I'm going to want to have you back sometime. I would, I would love, love to that. have you come down and selectively pick a non-poop topic, um, but a condition. And let people hear how you guys work through it, even though you kind of have in general. But I would love to have a no-name case that you could... Love it. Let's do it. I just think people need to hear... How it's supposed to be done, and and then I and I and this is just me complimenting what Thank you've you. built and the idea that in a way, but much more advanced, you are trying to bring back what an old time family what? doc used Let's to be. Let's do fatigue thyroid. <clears throat> That might okay. be a really good one because I, I feel like that's mm. a lot of people when when they come in and they say um, they've che- they've checked all my labs yep. and they tell me everything is problem. good. I don't yep. have a thyroid problem. Yeah, yep. and, and you just look a little closer and <laughs> lo and behold, there, there's a str- adrenal stress thyroid that we do a lot of that. I feel like in our in our practice. Yeah, how does there a disconnect <clears throat> between organ fatigue and disease process? You you have to wait until you're fatigued long enough to destroy the, the organ, and then medically we can. Do something. What? What? Where because did that's we get that, that we go process? to our ICD-10 codes, right? Yeah, so yeah, when yeah, you're talking right. about the, the adrenal insurance drives and us, right? cortisol, absolutely, mm. you have. You know, I cannot function because yeah. my cortisol is so low, yeah. and I'm on three different medicines because my cortisol is so high. Yeah. And and even when you find a patient in between, you talk to a, an endocrinologist or whatnot, they're they're almost mad at you. Oh yeah. For checking a cortisol, why because did you of, even check that? They never have it. I'm going. Yeah. What do you mean they never have it? Mm-hmm. Anyhow. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're on the same page there. We could yeah. have a, a two-hour mad session going about uh, the way that people are treated. Yeah, because you know you can do better. Yeah. and to be honest with you, all you're asking your practitioner to do is care enough to take the time to listen. And I think time is the key. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. and that's a tough is, one. It's you know I think that the most empathetic providers, when you've got five minutes yeah. to spend with a patient, it, it's very difficult to get to anything. Yeah, and so yeah, time. Yeah, is in the fact, key. I, who's that smart in six minutes? Yeah. It, 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 it's that good of a got, communicator in it, six minutes, and right? And you can't get enough information to, yeah, mm-hmm. anyhow, so we're mm-hmm. in agreement. My my yeah. son is in his residency down, downtown in at IU, thank God. And, um, you know, uh, they give him a little bit more time. Yeah. And he's excited and he loves it. A lot, a lot to learn. Um, but he also knows better. Yeah. And so. Well, he's got you as a, as a mentor. How lucky. A mentor, pain in you know, man. <laughs> well, did you do that? Well, no, they don't let you do that. Well, why didn't you do it? No, I didn't. So I stopped all that. So I do a lot of listening now yeah. just to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's becoming a great physician and his heart is huge. Oh, which I is, can't wait to meet him. He was going to go into oncology. Could you imagine him going into oncology? He couldn't have done it. Yeah. He would have, it would have killed him. Yeah. Absolutely would have killed him. Anyhow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So be well, family. Be wellfamilycare.com. Familycare.com. Yep. Please, please, please okay. look yep. us up. Be wellfamilycare.com. So they can they can rent the kitchen. They can get to know about you guys. You've yeah. got a lab inside and yeah. just a different way. So how many of the listeners today are have always been looking for a family doc that actually gets it? That's going to look at them as a whole person. Be well. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time in a long time I've been able to actually say that and not send them to one person that's backed up for seven months that you can't get in. Yeah. And it sounds like you're going to continue to expand whenever you yeah. get overloaded. So, yeah. and yeah. you went A from one allows. to yeah. five. We went from one to five. And, yeah, that's and, and really um, have your listeners, when they call in, um, talk to one of our new patient practitioners or providers or okay. new patient coordinator, I think is what we're calling her. Uh, Tammy, Samantha, Jen, the, these are the three people that you'll talk to. Okay. They're fantastic. They're going to listen to you. They're going to say, this is who I think you're going to really be uh, work great with. Okay. So, yeah, Swathi, thank you so much. Yeah, thank so, you so much for having me. BeWellFamilyCare.com. Yes. Okay, this has been the Humarian Health Podcast without Amy Baker. We'll look for you next time. May God bless. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com.